by that honest. You can't get out of the first chapter of the Bible without that presumption being presented to you. God is in our midst. And we can either tune in to him or not tune in to him. Uh, years ago, my family had the opportunity to travel abroad. We went to the Vatican and walked through uh, the Sistine Chapel. How many of you have ever been to the Sistine Chapel? Any, anybody? And the, the art that is in that place is absolutely overwhelming. There are uh, miraculous pieces everywhere you look, especially when you get into the Sistine Chapel. If you can crane your neck up high enough on the ceiling, it's just one depiction of scriptural beauty and the story of God after another. Uh, but if you zoom in a little bit, you'll come to this particular one, the story of creation. You can see God hovering, the Spirit of God reaching out, light as a feather, to Adam over here. Adam, you know, that's not actually his name. That's what Hebrew calls humanity, Adam, right? So, so here, here's humanity being formed by God, and then, as it says in Genesis 2, uh, God formed man from the dust of the ground. There Adam is, still fresh on the ground from which he's been made, right? Uh, formed man from the dust of the ground, and God uh, breathed into him the breath of life, and he became a living soul, right? And, and I think Michelangelo was trying to depict and capture that very moment. I, 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 it's, it's probably kind of hard to capture in paint, breath. Can you tell? Even from there, from, well, you assume since I'm standing, I'm still breathing. But, you know, that's hard to see. So, but look at all that's depicted in this picture. But some people have even seen in God this kind of hovering mass of angels, and, and it, he's reaching out as, as the brain. Now, Michelangelo was a... Uh, anatomist, right? He would actually draw people from the skeletal system up. So some people, if in the next slide, you can actually see how similar that is to a bisection of the human brain. Uh, you, you can even see particular, bio, uh, biologists can see particular uh, functions of the brain, structures of the brain shadowed and mimicked by that very picture. Isn't that kind of cool? The mind of God forming Adam. And next, next slide. See, all, all the now that's actually a human brain and all its locations kind of laid over that picture. It's really kind of quite haunting. Next picture. But what do, what do you see in that picture? Adam is there on the ground. And it looks like he was actually leaning away from God. But now the initiation of God has caused him to, to raise up and reach back. For him, right? And if you look even more closely at their hands, th this looks like a father and son hand in a very father and son pose. Do, do you, can you see how mirrored those two things of the hands are? And we are made in God's image. We are to mirror to the world his reign, his rule, his goodness. As we live in these bodies, in this place, we animate for the world who God is. That's why he put us here, right? We are the imagio Dei, the image of God. But I, I don't know if it was like this. You know, when, when I see 
God forming man out of the dust of the ground, and he's still not a living soul until God breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. I kind of see this swamp thing here that was completely lifeless, you know, unable to respond, and then God does CPR on this guy, and, and then he raises up. Much different than this picture. But this picture is a picture of my heart every day. In that anticipation moment of his spirit touching my spirit, of his life giving me life again. If, if you've got good enough eyes, you can look up into the ceiling and see that the fingers almost touch, but don't touch. You know that close place where you're leaning in to kiss your wife and you haven't touched her yet, and yet you can feel her presence? That, that intimate place, you know what I'm talking about? As if anticipating that touch. Jesus knew that he was going away from his disciples and his heart would always long to be with his people and so he gave us a meal that we could still feel his presence and know his presence and touch. Touch and be touched. On the night in which Jesus gave us himself, he took bread. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he broke the bread, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he said, This is the blood of the new covenant, or the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, in remembrance of you, we do these things. We pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread. As you pour out your Holy Spirit, touch our souls afresh. Renew us, Lord God. Fill out our life and give us empowerment to live as you've called us to live because you live in us. We welcome that now. We pray that you'd forgive us of our sins, that you'd empower us by your Holy Spirit, that you'd cause us to fall in love with the one who first loved us all over again. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.